listening to the Angela Henderson Online Business Show, episode 278. Hey there, you amazing human, and welcome to the Angela Henderson Online Business Show, the podcast that is designed for female entrepreneurs who want to make more money in a way that is in alignment for them. If you're looking for practical advice, proven strategies, and expert insights to help you navigate the challenges of growing your business, then you've come to the right place. Welcome, my friend. I am your host, Angela Henderson, a proud Canadian living in beautiful Australia, and I'm a business coach, consultant, and strategist who has helped thousands of women around the world build successful businesses. Through solo episodes and interviews with successful business owners, industry experts, and thought leaders, you'll get insider insights into what it takes to succeed in today's digital age. Whether you're struggling to scale your business, looking for ways to boost your productivity, or seeking ways to overcome the challenges of being an entrepreneur, this show has everything you need to succeed and more. So subscribe, pop your headphones on, and get ready to creating the business and life you deserve today by allowing the Angela Henderson Online Business Show help you create a winning strategy, develop the right mindset, and build lasting wealth. Well, hey there, you amazing human, and welcome back to another awesome episode. It is just me, Ange, live, well, not live, live at time of recording, tuning in from good old Brisbane, Australia, and I am pumped to have on the podcast today, Emily Aborn. She is joining us all the way from New Hampshire over in good old US of A. Now, if you've been listening to my podcast, you know how much I love talking about visibility because it is key to business growth. And today on the show, Emily brings some new insights into visibility and what this might look like for your business, but also she shares with us four out-of-the-box visibility pieces that you may have never considered. It is going to be another epic episode, so sit back and get ready. But before we get into this episode, I want to remind you that this episode is sponsored by my four-day exclusive Women in Business Retreat happening in Bali from October 19th through till October 22nd. There are already 17 amazing women from around the world joining me in this four-day epic adventure. Will you be the next person? Now is your time to make space for you, to find a community of amazing women who can support you so that you have the opportunity to rest and to think big. So join me and the other 17 amazing women from around the ball, around the world over in Bali this October. To secure your ticket, head to AngelaHenderson.com.au. And I cannot wait to welcome you in Bali. But for now, let's get into this awesome episode with Emily. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the show, Emily. Thank you so much for having me, Ange. I'm so excited. Gosh, I'm excited to have you here too. And it really to also just chat about this topic, you know, visibility, but specifically four out of the box ways to increase visibility because visibility is so important for business growth. But yet I think so many times business owners minimize the importance of visibility. And so I'm thrilled that you'll be having a chat about that with us today. So yes, super pumped to have you here. Now, yeah. When it, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say one of the things I hear people struggle with the most is how to get more visible. So I'm excited too. Yes, no, it's great. And again, visibility can look so different to so many different peoples. And we're going to kind of hone that in in just a second. But before we get started, I always like to ask my guests a fun question. So the audience gets to know you a little bit more. And as I was doing my homework before we got on this podcast, I always like to go to my guests 
on websites or Instagram or listen to their own podcast. I know you've got your own podcast too, just to get a vibe for the guest if I don't know them. Uh, and I know one of the things that you love to do, well, it appears that you love to do is to connect with nature because over on your Instagram account, there's like this beautiful picture of this four-leaf clover. There's like beautiful, uh, it's obviously getting to be summer over uh, in the USA. So there's these beautiful pictures of flowers starting to come out. So my question to you is, is what is your all-time favorite place to go and connect with nature? Oh, that is such a fun question. I have two answers. Uh, number one, because it holds so many like really great memories for me and my husband traveling together would be the White Mountains because oh. we do we love to hike and there's just like you cannot exhaust your hiking possibilities there. Um, but then I was born and raised in Maine by the ocean and like the ocean is just like part of my blood. And <laughs> so <laughs> option B is uh, going to the ocean and I will get in that water rain or shine almost any temperature outside <laughs> and so I'll back up where are the white mountains just for those listeners out there who may not know location wise or have heard of this before whereabouts is that specifically so i'm located in new hampshire and the white mountains are kind of like northern new hampshire and it's pretty it's pretty expansive like how many actual towns are in them or okay are, they are in <laughs> i gotcha yep and then yeah the ocean i mean there's something Listen, I'm not a huge ocean fan, even though I live in Australia, but I'm from Canada. So we, you know, Alberta specifically. So there's not a lot of ocean around there. So I'm more of a pool kind of girl. But when I do get in the ocean, I will say that there's something therapeutic about the ocean, the salt, the sitting in it, the cleansing of it, like whatever you want to say, there is something powerful about just hopping that ocean. So I can appreciate what you're saying, rain or shine, get in that little water. Do you know what I mean? Relax your body and have some fun. I so agree. Now, my audience may or may not know you, obviously, because I'm obviously in Australia. So a lot of my audience is predominantly more Australia. We have an international audience for sure, but more Aussie than, say, the American and Canadians over there. So for my audience who might not know you, can you tell us in a snapshot, what do you do with, with yourself on a day-to-day -day basis? What does your business look like so that people can just get to know more about you and your business? Sure. Um, so I drink coffee on a daily basis. That's, <laughs> that's an important piece to know. Uh, I am Emily Aborn. I'm a content copywriter. So I write content and I also write a lot of like website copy and specifically with the intention of helping people to get their message really, really clear and refined and in their own unique personality and also to help increase their visibility through SEO and through social media and, th and blog posts and things like that. Um, I also have two podcasts. She built this and content with character. And I think that's pretty much it. I'm a dog mom. That's my other fun fact. Oh my gosh. I love it. And what type of dog do you have? He's just a mix. I'm not sure. He's a rescue. We're not, we've never been. What's sure. his name? Clyde. Oh my goodness. And how long have you had him? He's 10 and a half. So we've had him for nine and a half years. Oh my goodness. Dogs are amazing. I, amazing. I've got a British bulldog named Grateful and I, we may hear her at some stage today, but yes, the dogs just bring this calmness to our home, right? I mean, other than she did shit in my house two times this morning. So I'm not too happy. <laughs> she's not a shitter in my house. I don't know what went on this morning, but yes, besides the days when she's not shitting, which is every day, but today I do love her. Do you know what I mean? I love her immensely, but yes, dogs are good for us. They heal the heart, they fill the soul and they just put a smile on our face. So now, so from one dog mom to another, I totally understand. They are the best. So now today, visibility, we're going to be talking about the four out of the box ways to increase visibility. And this is a great topic because 
often with the women that I work with, they have a top of funnel problem. Not enough people are seeing their business. And as we know, without people seeing their business, they can't sell. They can't sell. They can't make money. If they can't make money, well, they simply don't have a business. So visibility, in my opinion, is key for growth. So my first question for you is, so that we're all kind of on the same page, what is visibility versus what we think it is? Oh, great question. Okay. So really simply put, and like probably a lot of the definitions you would find on the internet as it relates to entrepreneurship, as it relates to business, um, is that visibility is getting your business seen. It's getting it out there. I think we've probably all can conjure up uh, somebody that calls themselves like the best kept secret, or mm. or maybe you've had a client say to you, I'm just the best kept secret. If just more people knew about me, I could transform more lives. And I want to remind us all that like being the best kept secret, it is only good for two things, hiking trails and beaches. <laughs> <laughs> that yes. is it. it. It's good for places you want to be by yourself with nobody else. So we want to like unbest kept secret ourselves. And that for me is what visibility is all about. However, where I think we've gotten it a little misconstrued is that we think visibility is all about being seen. Just like, look at me, look at me, here I am, here's my business, here's everything great about me. Mm -hmm. When I see it as a two-way street, I see it as like, yes, we need to be seen, but we also need to see others. And we need to also see clearly like where we're going, like the actual direction of our business. And once you have those three components together, that's really where you can start to kind of like set those wildfires of visibility and really get seen, also connect with other people and have a really clear trajectory forward for your business. No, I love this. One of the things that I want to unpack a little bit more though, is you said about us being seen, but also seeing others. Tell me a little bit more about the importance or why is it important for us to see others? Yeah. So what I find a lot of entrepreneurs doing is making the conversation all about themselves. Even if you want to think of like going to a networking event, right? And it's like a very like, I'm just going to drop as many business cards. Maybe you go in with a goal of like, I'm going to get six new clients out of this networking thing. So you can see how that's like a very like self-focused, mm, um, yes. almost like, what can I get out of this? Mm. Where we have to remember that no matter what we're doing, we need to speak to the person on the other side because they are the people that are going to be purchasing purchasing from us. So we need to actually connect with them, like find out where they are, what they're experiencing, learn about them, understand them, and then speak to them. And in doing so, that is how we also help ourselves to be seen. Like mm -hmm. it's really like a conversation, you know, visibility, content, communication, it's all kind of one big conversation between you and the person who's going to be buying from you. 100%. And I, I also think that there's something like, I believe conversations equal conversions, right? The more conversations you have, naturally, the more conversions you all have. Not from a place of, I'm only going to have this conversation to get money. That's not what I'm saying. But it's just a data game also. Like if you think of it, if you have 100 conversations in the next month, and those 100 people went and spoke to you to one other person in a positive way, because you treated them like a human being versus a transaction, then you've just had this ripple effect. So conversations are key. But I do like that you reinforce the importance of not making it just about us because so often and I say it on this podcast all the time is people just ask for sex on the first date right like they yeah. just go in there slap Johnny on the ass and be like hey me you for a quickie okay it might work for some people but you have to build these conversations and see people for who they are and it's not just a transaction all the time it might not be anything but 
I also think, and I'm not too sure what your thoughts are about people have forgotten the importance of just leading with love without giving back just to give back. It's, uh, there's so often people are always looking, like you said, what's in it for them versus I believe if you lead with love, if you lead with value, it will come back to you tenfold. What are your thoughts? I totally agree with you on that. I mean, that is a place of coming at something from with an authentic, uh, an authentic spirit, right? An authentic and genuine perspective and also not making it give take, uh, but it's give, give like everybody comes to the table, giving something. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. And giving too, again, and I, we might talk about this later on giving could be, it could be, it might not be, uh, giving can look different for everyone. Does that make sense? So like giving could be me connecting you with someone else after this podcast, right? Giving could be, um, having you do a giveaway with me, like giving, but giving could also just be the fact that you've shown up, been present and you may have given your time for something also. Like it's so different for everyone. Well, I was just about to say, I want to point out the fact that uh, you looked at some like you went on my Instagram or my website doesn't matter. But the fact that you found something about me and you brought it forth to our conversation, that is giving like that is value because that makes me feel seen, right? Mm -hmm. Like you took the time to make me feel seen and Mm -hmm. understood. And right then, like we put so much um, weight on this word value, like you have to provide value, you have to provide value. But in today's day and age, I think providing value is just showing up and like being the loving human being you are and actually being present with somebody and giving them space and time. Because Mm -hmm. how often do we get that? Not very often. Not very often. And I also know that in the world we're at, and again, often I talk on the podcast about, you know, B2B marketing, B2C marketing, but there's also H2H marketing, which is human to human marketing, or some people will call it people to people marketing, uh, P2P. The notion around this though is, is that in today's day and age, people, our customers are getting cluier. They know that often if you're just after the next transaction, the next transaction, people are picking up on that. They're getting smarter. Mm -hmm. The feminine energy is shining more through now than ever before. And the masculine energy, though it's got its place 100%, I think people are over it in many ways. And so the human team in marketing is is, is about creating the experience and interaction one faces with a particular brand. And my whole thought there again goes with this giving notion. If you show up and you lead and you give and you're authentic and you allow people to feel seen, they will remember you. They will want to be in your world. They're going to continue to consume your content. They're going to speak about you when you're not in the room with people. And I think people forget about the power that it plays when you're just being a good human. You know, it's it's something, yeah, it's, it's not transactional. It just show up and be a fucking good human, you know, and people have forgotten that in our world. Yeah, 100%. Now, in regards to like rethinking visibility, what are some ways that people can rethink visibility and connect with new audiences? Okay, so I kind of have four and uh, they all start with a C. Yeah, exactly. So it's easy to remember. So my first one is kind of going into what we just talked about, and that is collaboration. Huh? Um, and I think that when we think of collaboration, we might think of it as maybe doing an event together. But actually, I want to use the example of what we're doing right here. Like this is a collaboration because I'm you're giving me space 
in your world. And then I'm going to take that and share it into my world. And uh-huh. so you can see how one plus one, like the two of us coming together, it equals way more than one. We're able to like increase, we're, we're creating a ripple effect. We're increasing yes. the impact of one another's businesses by coming together. So that's my little equation for collaboration. Like one plus one equals something way bigger than one. And it, it doesn't even have to be one plus one. I mean, you can collaborate with a committee, you can collaborate with a group, but it's like really approaching things with a give, give mentality. Like I respect you. I trust you. I value you. And you do the same for me. And we come to the table with our own unique gifts. And then that's where we shine together. Yep. Love it. So the collaborations tick. Okay. Yeah. So that could, that could look like events, podcasts, uh, speaking things, even like a Facebook challenge that you do with somebody. It's, it's basically anything you can create with another person. Um, so number two is connection. And that speaks a little bit to what we talked about before too, but that's really making a connection with your, with your, I don't want to call them ideal clients, but with the clients that you want to be working with. So the people that you serve every day, but it's also making a connection every time you go to a networking event in a authentic way. So you're not just going and like spraying your business cards around the room. Maybe you go and you ask somebody like a question about their dog. That is a fantastic way to create a connection. You and I both share that we have dogs. We could talk about dog. We could probably make the entire podcast about our dogs. So that's a really good way to create a connection. And I like to take it a step further. So Everybody I have a um, networking call or even a new a discovery call with, I or I meet with them in person, I always send them a handwritten thank you card. And another great way I think that's like, if you want to make it a little easier on yourself and you don't have time to write thank you cards, you could write a thank you email, but just like a way to follow up and keep that connection going after Ooh. the first meeting. Um, and I also love like if I see an article or a meme or something that reminds me of somebody that I'm connected to, I'll send it to them. Like it takes you two seconds. But the fact that you went out of your way and said, Oh, my God, this made me think of you people always send me like homebody ones like things about being a homebody. (laughs) I don't, I don't like leaving my house often. So that's hilarious. Or traveling. So people are always sending me things like that. And just you can see how it's just a way that it's like, oh, yeah, you get me and you make me feel seen. So those are just little tiny things you can do. But connection on a on a big picture is really just thinking again, like, how can I authentically interact with somebody else? How am I making this less transactional and more of a of, of a relationship building? Because that's what that is the way I grew my business is on building relationships. And I think an important thing there that you talk about is like the follow up, right? I mean, you'll go to a networking event, especially if you're kind of new and you and you will leave a value and you all ask about the dog, but then you do nothing post that, right? And the reality of it is, is we're all busy. Some of us are also a little sprinkle of lazy, you know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah. we'll wait for other people to reconnect with us. And then it doesn't happen. And then I see people get shitty. And I'm like, but what did you do to keep the relationship going? It's just like dating in many ways. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's you know, and so I'm like, did you follow up with them? Did you connect with them on Instagram? Did you friend request them? Did you send them a thank you card? Like you said, like the connection doesn't stop at the networking. So that, that follow-up is so important. And I also know that you said something about it's these little things 
But we can't, I believe these little things are actually the big things that help make things grow. You know, if you think about a seed, you plant a seed, it's small, right? Once you water it and it's got sunlight and you nurture it, that turns into something, it blooms, it turns into something awesome. So I think people forget these little things actually have a compound effect uh, if you choose to do them in an authentic way. So I love the connection piece. I can't emphasize it enough. And one thing I think I want to add to that about the little things is never underestimate. Okay, so I don't know about you, but sometimes I've gone into a networking call and I've been like, I don't really want to do this. This isn't going to turn into anything. Like, why am I wasting my time? Like, I've had these thoughts. Okay, so I want to remind us all not to like, you never know who you will meet. You never know how that person is going to change your life and never underestimate the value of a coffee chat because some of the coffee, some of the coffee chats in my life, the little like get togethers at the, at the bakery or whatever, they have turned into some of the most longstanding relationships, the most meaningful collaborators. Like it has just grown and grown and grown from there. So don't ever write the story before it's it's written itself. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you 100%. So we've got collaborations is our second one. Or collaboration is the first C. Connections is the second C. What's our third C? Okay, some people are going to like want to throw tomatoes at me right now. <laughs> but the, the third C is consistency. And I do, I want to make a distinction here because a lot of people confuse consistency with frequency. So they think to themselves, well, there's actually a lot of frustration online going on right now around this word consistency, because people think that it doesn't allow for like the natural ebbs and flows of life. Consistency is not how often you do it. It is not doing something daily, weekly, monthly. It is keeping up with it. Like I like to think of it as like a quality that you uphold to yourself when you do show up. Mm -hmm. So, and you choose the frequency at which you show up. Um, Consistency also kind of goes to the way that you show up. So Mm -hmm. are you showing up as a, like, are you showing up the same everywhere that you go? Mm -hmm. And and I don't mean the exact same because we all have very different, you know, we have different parts and pieces of us. Yes. But are you are you the same person? Like are you being consistent with what is inside and what is outside? Is your business consistent? So mm-hmm. that's the consistency piece and I think that it's a very underrated piece and I think it goes a long ways when people know that you are going to show up for what you said you were going to show up for and you're going to follow through on what you promised. Gin Women in Business, get ready to ignite your success and elevate your game. Join me for an exclusive three-day Women in Business conference from October 31st to November 2nd at the breathtaking Gold Coast, Australia. Designed exclusively for online business owners, service-based business owners, coaches, consultants, and course creators. What to expect at this amazing three-day Women in Business conference? Expect an immersive experience filled with fun, empowering keynote speakers, interactive workshops, networking opportunities with other successful business owners, gain valuable insights, forge meaningful connections, and leave inspired to take your business to new heights. 12 speakers have already been announced with five more speakers being announced shortly. We have Steph Taylor joining us, Anita Seek joining us, Lisa Cordiff joining us, and not to mention Manny from Sound Healing Australia, who will be there for the most magical sound healing experience ever. You do not want to miss the event of the year for women in business. To secure your ticket, head to AngelaHenderson.com.au today. 
And further that, I mean, I think consistency also just allows for those basic trust, right? Like trust is big. People want to know, like you said, that you're going to do what you say you're going to do, right? You don't do that. You break trust. So consistency to me also equals trust. What are your thoughts about that? I mean, you shared with me before we got on here that you're not feeling well and you decided to go through this interview because it's it's you want to uphold your word to the people that don't know you yet. Yeah. And I am the same way. Like I'm very reliable and trustworthy with what I say. And mm. I want to be impeccable with my word. And I think you're 100% right. It speaks to that trust. And how much more trust have you just built with me? Like what if when what if you did cancel? And then I was like, oh, she doesn't want me to be on her show. She's flaky. Like, I mean, and, and also you had every right to cancel because here's <laughs> the other piece of this. I want us to honor our bodies and be respectful totally. of our bodies. But when you are the person that is always following through with your word, you get that opportunity to cancel on things when you need to take the time and people understand because they know that they can rely on you. Yep, absolutely. But I also think consistency, like you said, it's, it's another thing there too is, is like, that compound effect also, right? Is if you are being consistent just a little bit in whatever way feels and ebbs and flows for you, it will have a long-term impact for your business. I think people so often just think that you start a business, you press go on the website and you're a millionaire, right? But it's consistency though that also allows for people to continue to grow and that has to take time. And so if you're showing up in a way that's authentic for you and you do it doing for the first six months, then the next 12 months and so forth, after being in business for a little while, it cannot not help you be visible. Like you are still going to gain visibility. It might not be as fast as you like, right? But the fact is you can't still dispute that data. Long-term consistency is still going to help you grow, still going to help you build trust with people and still going to help you do me make more money. Yeah. Uh, and you have different seasons too. Like to your point, sometimes you are going to be more frequent, like at the beginning, your yeah. your consistency might need to be a little bit more frequent in certain areas of your life and of your business. Um, but we have seasons. And so we can be consistent in different things at different times in different seasons. It's more about like that follow through, like you said, and committing to showing up when you say you're going to show up. So third C consistency, fourth C cohesion and this is i have like this little cohesion audit that i that i offer my clients um it's basically like making sure your website your brand your um copy your social media your linkedin like everything is cohesive and let's go a step further the things that you commit to the things that you're doing are cohesive with your business. I'll give you a good example of what that might not look like. Yeah. So let's say I decide to start a podcast on Ford F-150 trucks. Uh -huh. And I'm like, this is going to be a great business decision for me. I'm going to talk about these trucks and people are going to hire me to be a content writer. This is a very obvious example, but you can see how that is not cohesive. 100%. Yeah, to my business goals. So it's really about taking that step back, taking that big picture look at your business and saying, are the actions I'm choosing to get myself visible, are they cohesive with my mission, with my values, with the kind of clients that I want to work with? Like, am I in the right places to find the people that I actually want to be talking to? Is everything cohesive? Does everything kind of make sense and flow together in a cohesive way? And I know that there are a lot of multi-passionates out there. And like, if you're a multi-passionate, 
I can help you connect the dots and find something to be consistent or be cohesive, even if it is a stretch. Um, But what I'm talking about is just like making sure everything really does have like a congruence to it throughout your entire business. I think, again, if we even think about visibility from that cohesiveness perspective, right, is like if you're showing up on TikTok, but you actually hate TikTok, you're not being cohesive with your overall business strategy and you're not being in alignment with you also. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, would you agree? What are your thoughts about that? Oh my God. Thank you so much for saying that and using that as another example, because you watch the people that are not comfortable being on certain platforms. You watch them and something feels off. Like you said, we are getting more and more intelligent as human beings, like learning what is like, okay, that's not authentic, you know? So think about it from that perspective too. Like, do you really want to be showing up someplace that you absolutely hate showing up because it's not going to come through? You won't come through as your best authentic true self because you're pulling your teeth getting yourself there. Yeah, absolutely. And so again, this cohesiveness, I like that you've brought in this into the equation because I think people often don't think about this, right? Um, Or again, we get this entrepreneur shiny object syndrome. Like you said, let's create Mm. the podcast about race cars or about horses or whatever. And you sell products around soap. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not, it's again, if you want to have a passion project, that's all right, but don't try to weave it together. I also believe that again, I talk often about the podcast about simplicity scales, when you have this level of cohesiveness, things are simple, right? You don't overcomplicate things. And this is what I see so many women do is they overcomplicate things in their business. And it's actually one of the number one reasons why women don't make as much money as they can because they're overcomplicating it. But being cohesive with what you're doing will simplify things in simplicity scale. So I love that you brought it to the Doobie podcast today. You said that so perfectly and streamlining and simplicity. I recommend everybody go through their products and services and just like get rid of one (laughs) because we often like to pile things on that do not need to be there. They are unnecessarily complicated. And if someone was asking me the other day, they're like, so what new um, things are you doing this year? What new product ranges are you bringing out? Like, what are your new offers? And I was like, oh, everything's pretty much the same. And they're like, what do you mean? Yeah. And I was like, well, as I've got my higher end mastermind, my lower end mastermind, I said, I've got my like one-on-one. I said, I've got everyday payday. I said, I've got my Bali retreat and my Australia retreat. Like everything is the same pretty much. Do you know what I mean? Like I said, Bali's new, but we'd already started talking about it last year. And they're like, so you're keeping everything the same. Well, what if your clients get bored? What if they get fatigued? I said, well, then they're not my clients. But also I said, it's my responsibility not to fatigue them, right? So I was like, there's a way that we would do that. But they're like, oh, so nothing new? And I'm like, no. So, you know, I do think that there's like this fear that we always have to be creating, creating, creating. And we actually don't give our services and offers enough time for our audiences to know what we actually do. And therefore we just keep creating, keep creating when actually, again, simplicity scales. Yeah. You said my little, you wrapped up in that summary, what my focus is this year too, which is going deeper and not wider. Like I'm so sick of spreading myself so thin and doing all the things and going all the places. So I love that. No, that's awesome. Now, how, for those listeners that are out there, how do they choose what they commit to when it comes to our visibility efforts? Because I might be going, okay, this all sounds great. Collaborations, connection, consistency, cohesiveness. But they also might be thinking, but like, how do I choose what I commit to when it comes to visibility efforts? Like, where do I start? Can you share your thoughts on that? Yeah. So I love that question. Um, I think that 
I'm going to speak from my own perspective and then we can kind of like open it up to how it will apply to other people. But I like to sit down and physically write the things that I'm committed to from a visibility standpoint. And I write down everything, every social media platform, every group I'm part of, every like one-to-one coffee chat that I have regularly, any co-working times, podcasts, like every single thing that I'm committed to. I sit there and write it all down. And that has to fit in your schedule. Uh (laughs) That has to fit in your whatever it looks like, daily, weekly, monthly schedule, how you like to book out your time. So if if I'm looking at things and it just does not fit and it isn't going to be, it isn't going to work for me on a consistent basis, I don't say yes to it. when it comes to collaborations, you're, those things are going to come up sometimes out of the blue. And sometimes yes. it's a matter of like trusting your gut and being like, you know what? I am going to go for this. And my one and only piece of like sort of make sure that it fits is make sure that you have the mental and emotional capacity and I guess physical capacity for a collaboration because we often think like, oh, collaborations split the work in half. It makes it so much easier. I think collaborations are harder. They're like group projects in school. You have different personality dynamics. You're working with another person. Like you have to run everything by a second person. So they can be lovely and they can be easy and smooth, but they tend to be harder than just doing it yourself, if that makes sense. So thinking about that, like I've come to a collaboration where I wasn't at my best. I didn't have time. I didn't have energy. I didn't have the emotional fortitude at the time. Uh And I went into it and it was really, really bad. And as a result, like everything else in my life became the ripple of that. Like it was just kind of affecting everything. So you sort of have to, I think, take a big picture Look at all the things you're committed to, like brain dump them out, categorize them, put them into days of the week, however your brain likes to do it and say, do I realistically have time for this thing? Do I want to do this thing? Mm-hmm. And then will I do this? Will I actually do this? Well, I actually do it. But I also think too, visibility comes down to is I'm all about leading with love and giving back. But when there also comes a time when you've got to be strategic because time is the only thing we can't get back. And sometimes we also have to, well, I do anyways. I can't speak for you, Emily, but I also believe like, what's my return on investment if I'm going to say yes to this? Now, return on investment doesn't necessarily mean more leads. It doesn't necessarily, it could be just a connection, right? It doesn't matter. But I do think that people have to look at what's their return on investment by committing to this collaboration, by committing to this podcast, by committing to this, because we're not just doing things for shits and giggles. We all have things that are t- technically connected, do you mean, in some way as to why we're doing it. But often people just start saying, yes, 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 then start to get overwhelmed. And then they're like, well, I don't even know why I said yes in the first place. So to me, understanding why you're going into these, what are you going to give back to them and what's going to potentially come back to you is still an important thing that we have to consider. What are your thoughts? Yeah, definitely agree with you on if it's if it's not attached to some sort of I don't want to call it a goal, but some sort of um, thing that you're working towards in your business, then it might not be the right time for you right now. It might not yeah. be the right time for you in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Now, speaking of like return on investment and looking at that, I know a lot of times people think something is working right in their business. 
and when in fact it might not be working. And other times people might think something isn't working when in fact it actually is working. So when you start thinking about the like increasing your visibility and things like that, are there any specific tools or technologies that you recommend for businesses to track and measure their visibility efforts? Okay, so it's definitely going to depend on like what you're looking at to track. So for example, I'm just going to give you like three little examples. Um, If we're talking about like your podcast, for example, you would want to go look at your episodes and and determine which data is important to you because number of listeners may not actually be important to you if your goal is to get one-to-one clients from your show. So you need to look at like what what those numbers mean for you in whatever action in whatever action you've chosen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um let's use your website as another example. So for my website, it's really important to me to have strong SEO keywords because a lot of my clients fill out my contact form thanks to SEO. They type uh-huh. in copyright copywriter for interior designers or copywriter for coaches. I pop up, they fill out my form and we start working together. So yeah. it's important for me to look at my keywords in that case and track those things. Yes. Um, I have an old fashioned Google spreadsheet that has, uh, let's see, it has like my Instagram numbers, my email open rates, like all of that stuff. Um, my one-to-one networking calls, how many podcasts I'm a guest on, how many guests are on my podcast, all of these numbers. But one recent realization I had, and this goes back to what you and I were just talking about, is that there's no sense in tracking something that you don't have a goal around. Mm. So my friend Alicia Galati, this is not like my original thought. My friend Alicia Galati said this in a podcast interview with me. She said, I don't track anything that I don't have a goal around. And Uh I was like, that's brilliant. So one of the goals I have is for my content with character podcast to get me one-to-one clients. So I created a new piece of that spreadsheet that said, um, you know, dollar amount from podcast. And I'm using that to track every new client that comes in from that podcast. And I think I need to kind of tweak the spreadsheet with that in mind. Like, what am I looking for, for goals out of these things? So mine is just a good old fashioned Google spreadsheet. But the other places we can look are things like our podcast metrics. There are things like our Google analytics. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. I mean, like, even if you went to an event, you might have a spreadsheet that has the name of the people that you connected with. And then, like, you could even do some sort of little rabbit trail where it connects what happened next and and what came out of that, you know? Mm-hmm. So that might be how somebody's brain might might work and do that. I think it's different for everybody, depending on what your... That's 100%. And I think that's the thing. I think you can also over-track. Do you know what I mean? You track everything because it isn't tied to something. But you've heard on a podcast, I need a track. No, remember, sim- keep it simple. Keep it... You know, keep it, I like personally to track my SEO. 41% of my traffic comes from SEO. So I'm very big about SEO also. So I like to measure, do you mean, what is our SEO doing on any given month? When my team does that, they give me the report. Because if all of a sudden we have 41%, a big consistent at 41% traffic coming from organic and we drop to 20, there's going to be a problem. What is that? Do you mean, have we been blacklisted from something? Like what's going on? Was there an update? Like what, what's like, why? Right. Uh, we also like to see how much this traffic generally is going to our website and what are they doing on our website, for example, so we can do more of that or less of that. Uh, I too have a podcast, obviously. Uh, and so I like to see like what's going on. Are our numbers dropping? I know one time I was on a saying, 
Um, Apple hadn't published four of our episodes. So even though they were published on our website, they hadn't published to Apple. And we had like a drop of like 50% of our numbers. And I was like, why is that? And then we figured out, oh, they're still sitting in the queue, right? Bad. But My goodness. things happened. But it's like the way that it had looked on our end is everything had gone through. But when we dug deeper, they had it. So then we just published those four episodes. You know, it, it was what it was. It was. There's nothing we can do about that, right? But by looking at certain data that is linked to our overall KPIs and our goals allows us to make better informed decisions on what we keep, what we don't keep, what we let go of, what we try new of, et cetera. At the moment, I have like 100 partnerships slash collaborations in the pipelines. 25 are confirmed. We've got 75 DNB that are still out and negotiating. And as you say, collaborations, partnerships, affiliates, they all take time, their energy. You're dealing with multiple emotions, personalities, et cetera. However, we've got our spreadsheet that is tracking, do you know what I mean? What are we committing to this person? What are they committing to us? What are our dates? So that the team knows when to push everything out accordingly so that we stay true to what we said, like what we agreed on. So there's lots of things that we're also tracking there too. So I just think tracking is important and customize it for you and what your business needs are. So It can also help you to look back and say like, okay, I had 39 networking calls last month and I didn't get a single client from any of those or, or I'm not going to say a single client, but nothing came from any of those networking calls. So maybe that's not the best use of my time. Or I went to, you know, all of these speaking engagements and nothing changed in my business. So I think it really is important to look at what you're doing and make sure that going back to cohesion, those actions align with the the trajectory of your business and the goals you have. Yep, absolutely. Well, this has been an absolutely epic podcast today. I love talking about visibility and I like that you brought some fresh ideas to the podcast today to let our listeners think about things in a different way, especially the one around the cohesiveness. I really, really love that one. That to me was my kind of my biggest reminder for me. For those listeners wanting to connect with you or find out what you're potentially launching or how they can work with you, where can they find you? So the easiest way to find me is emilyaborn.com, which is like acorn with a B. Um, <laughs> And so funny enough, after our epic conversation, I'm going to be launching my Marketing Momentum Lab, which we go through these C's of visibility and a couple more. We throw in content and also... um, one more C that I'm not remembering off the top of my head. There's a lot of C's. But uh, so we go through them and I really help people to tailor them to their own unique business and create like more ideas, more connections. So we're actually taking action on all four of these areas, plus a couple more in the in the group. And they can Um, find that at your website. Is that where they can find it? Yes. Uh, So that's just emilyaborn.com and the Marketing Momentum Lab is on that site. Dude, that is awesome. And so again, if you're looking at needing some additional help with all of this, make sure you head over to M's site. Now, looking uh, back on your business journey, what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first started out in business? Oh my gosh, this is such a great question. Um, I'm going to turn this back on you when you're on my podcast, but I actually started my dip into the entrepreneurial space as a mattress store owner. Huh? Um, which is where I learned a lot about these visibility practices because I needed to get my mattress store more visible because it was horribly not visible. Um, but I think that I wish I had just started doing what I'm doing now way back then because I'm so much happier (laughs) and I wish I had 
I wish I had enjoyed that opportunity uh, a little bit sooner. That, I think that's my biggest my biggest lesson is take time to decide what business is really in alignment for you and don't limit like the possibility of what you can accomplish. Because mm-hmm. if you have a skill and an, a desire and an experience, there is chances are high that probably somebody out there is is doing something similar and mm-hmm. people need that thing. Yeah, absolutely. We always, like I said, there's endless amount of opportunity always, and people always need our awesomeness and they need that thing. So no, so I love it. Now, for those that are listening out there today, I would just wanted to say, don't forget that the show notes uh, will be put together by my team and they'll be over on the website. We'll have all of Emily's information there on how you can access everything. You can find that at the website, AngelaHenderson.com.au. Don't forget, if you haven't already subscribed to Spotify or Apple so that you can be the first to know when the new episodes are released, make sure you do so. And don't forget to leave a review because I always love a good review. But for now, have an amazing day, you amazing human, no matter where you are in the world. And I look forward to you joining me again for another awesome episode of the Angela Henderson Online Business Show. Thanks again, Emily. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the Angela Henderson Online Business Show, www.angelahenderson.com.au.